Oh, barley wine. Yeah, ale? buddy. God damn. Thirteen point three percent. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> I went in and uh, you know I was just looking at the the coolers and uh, Jose was just like, hey, we got we got some new stuff over here. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? He's like, got the the Weyerbacher since sanity. Uh, barley wine ale aged in bourbon barrels with cinnamon. Cinnamon. There's a jester losing his goddamn mind. This fucking shit. Uh, and like you previously stated, 13.3 ABV. Yikes. Motherfucking right. Let's do it. This All is right. the One Bear Podcast. Mm. <laughs> Flavor right there. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's not so bad though. You know, I was kind of worried it'd be like almost spicy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's my that's my thing about cinnamon is like I think whenever they put it in stuff like this, they just take it too far. They just put too much in. They just use it use it too much. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely really really strong. I mean, you gotta expect that with thirteen point three percent. Yes, yes, I think you do. Did this come in a pack, or do you just buy two singles? No, no, no. I, I got a four pack. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fifty dollars. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> <clears throat> it actually wasn't a bad price, though. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we're gonna have a good time. It's That's gonna fun. get. It's gonna get ugly fast. You should probably announce that. Uh, one. What were we calling him now? Uh. 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 Drunk sports god. Drunk Sports, Sports God. God. Drunk Sports God's Dave. not with us right now. Here. Yeah. Schedule conflict. Yeah. It, it happens. happens sometimes. We're adults. Right. And we got lives, you know? Things happen. What are you going to do? Whatever. You know? But, you know, I'm here, Marco Dupa. You're here, Adam Obesius Rodriguez. I am here. Uh, you know, we'll steer the ship as, as best as, as we, best can. we possibly can <laughs> on, on barley wine. It's, uh, yeah. I want to do an early shout out to Thirsty Topher. Actually, you went there a little bit earlier today. Yeah. Um, we'd been before, but I think they went through like a renovation recently. Oh, uh, does it look different from the last time? A little bit. I mean, it's like the same building, obviously. So it's like, you know, a little cinder block hut, basically. Yeah. Um, that's part of its charm. But they have like this huge new bar. <sighs> like really, really wide. Kind of inconvenient for the bartenders because they have to like literally use a little like reacher. To yeah. get to your glasses sometimes. Oh, okay. It's a bit um, much. Yeah, but I don't know. It was, still, it was still cool. They had a really good selection, especially for how small they are. Yeah. Um, which is nice. So if you're looking for a nice little hole in the wall in Orlando, check out Thirsty Topher. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Okay. Word, word, word. I was sitting at the house doing what should have been a four-hour uh, better driver, better driver. Just a four-hour. <laughs> Do more better driver. Driving improvement course. Uh huh. Should have been four hours. It's more like, I don't know, eight. <laughs> I just just from your napping. Yeah, from well, from the nap, and I just I just couldn't focus on it. It's yeah. just I'm not ne- I'm not gonna look. Excuse me, I'm not gonna look a gift horse in the mouth. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was just. It was just so pointless. What is it? Just like you should park in open spots. Yeah, not where cars are. Basically, I mean, there's a couple of like statistics you need to keep in mind when you do the little quizzes in between the chapters. But mm. for the most part, it's just numbers, and you know, children should sit in a seat that faces the rear. And uh, excuse me, uh, motorcycle uh, drivers should wear motorcycle helmets. And bullshit like that. It was just like, mm. I mean, again, I'm not gonna look a gift horse in the mouth, so I don't want to look like sound like I'm complaining at the ease of it. But it was very, it was very easy to procrastinate and not focus on it too much. Yeah, just because it just doesn't. I mean, you you could just you could shorten the amount of time 
and just have people focus on real material. Right. The important things. Yeah. Because you have four hours of blanket information, dog. It was just, it was all over the place. Don't you think that's part of it, though? It's like, it's part of your, your sentence that you, think, you have you to think it's almost like a that. punishment yeah no absolutely 100 like they're, they're just like oh okay well here's well, four yeah. hours we know we could do this in probably a, an hour but no you're gonna sit there you're gonna waste a day doing <laughs> yeah. this i think uh especially if you nap i i think i think there i think there's something to that actually because mm-hmm. because it, it really doesn't feel like i think honestly i, I put I, I have like cursory knowledge of certain things like like there was just like little statistics and things like that that like I don't know were a little eye opening but for the most part like I, I just I can't imagine somebody doing this course and and going oh shit I, I never would have thought of that and now they're like a different person they had um like 20, 20 minutes of it was just the this old 90s expose on drunk driving versus distracted driving versus drowsy driving. Uh-huh. The guy the guy kept calling them the sleepies. The sleepies. The sleepies. You got a bad case of the sleepies. <laughs> They're the sleepies. The sleepy drivers, the sleepies. It was uh but I mean that that was a little not eye opening, I mean, it's pretty obvious if you only get like three or four hours of sleep, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna reacting the same as like, mm. if you were drunk or something yeah isn't it the thing like if you go more than 24 hours without sleep without like extended amounts of sleep you are like just about over the limit and if you go like more than that you can be basically like if you have two cocktails or something I've seen some st- statistics like that because I have to do some blogs for our clients and one of our clients is a like a a lawyer, yeah, like a personal injury lawyer. Yeah. So, I've written a couple of articles actually, just basically exactly about that. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of crazy. Yeah. When you think about it. Like, I mean, it, yeah, it is. It is. It really. How is. much you need sleep and kind of take it for granted. Yeah. It's something like if if you go like more than thirty hours without sleep, you start to like feel really adverse mm-hmm. uh, effects of your lack of sleep. Yeah. So that yeah that's pre- that was pretty fascinating. Um, <clears throat> what was what was even more fascinating is they have all these statistics from like you know 2015 2014 and yet these videos were from the early 90s or no I'd say like mid 90s because <laughs> they had like car phones and like they're starting to you know cell phones wasn't a weird thing to talk about but he definitely still referenced a beeper and like all their phones were like flip phones and shit. It's mobile phone. It was just really funny they they were calling all the stuff gadgets. The lady was like, we're only going to see more gadgets. All these gizmos. All these gizmos and... Like my Game Boy. And things. And, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just interesting how, how fast, how fast we've, we've, uh, um... Advanced. Yeah. From, from that point, you know, she's worried about being distracted by a fucking beeper. Yeah. Yeah, she'd yeah. lose her goddamn mind right now. <laughs> checking Twitter on the highway. I know. And they're like, texting is a new, a new, new, new problem. We're not even, they weren't even worried about that. This girl was still like reading. It was like, you ever seen a guy reading a newspaper while he's driving? No. No, I've never seen that. What are <laughs> you talking about? Not once. <laughs> That's not a thing. Texting, yeah. I hate those mobile telegraph machines. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, you know. But hey, you know, withhold the points on my license, insurance doesn't go up. There you go. So she probably explained this is because you got in a car accident. Right. Yeah. I guess I've never, never talked about it. Yeah, I don't like think on the so. Podcast. Not like I'm afraid to talk about it, but I sure yeah. hope not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yikes! Only one person died, so that's yeah, fine. Um, yeah, and you know they do that. They give you that. They give you that option. And the cop like immediately was like, "Yeah, good," you know. Do the do the driver course. Uh, it'll reduce the price of your ticket, which uh, he was mistaken about that. So <laughs> I called the clerk, and I was like, "So uh, I was led to believe by the officer that it would take uh, it, it would give me a discount on on the price of the uh, citation." She's like, "No, that was found to be a lie." <laughs> no, I'm like, "No, that's not the case." No. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that conversation's <laughs> over with. I guess you'd know better than me, lady. 
It's sure. fu- funny how much she does not want to entertain anything. Yeah, like, I'm, I, I'm sure she gets it all the time. Yeah, people trying to like. You know, I heard not spend money. You know, that if I said I was sorry, <laughs> that y'all so, would be okay with that. Is that true? <clears throat> no. So yeah, that you know that takes up most of the day, but and we're here now. Yeah, we're here now. Yeah, we are. Excuse me. <laughs> Swallow. S- start dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, lots happened since our our last episode. Mm-hmm. We we took a little break. Yeah. If you guys noticed, hopefully, um, for St. Patty's, just because we had some shindigs to go to and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, drinking podcast, drinking holiday. Yeah, you figure we probably off. should take those times off. Yeah, just. Or do like a special, you know? I was thinking about that. We 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 could have gone one of two ways. We could have done like a special for it and drink like an Irish beer or like something like that. But eh, eh. Next, do, do next like a, a stout panel. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's not bad. Mm. Next one. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if you did anything for St. Patty's Day, but I ended up going to Red Light, and they had a special over there where they had. A specialty stout that was actually really similar to Guinness, but I liked it a lot. I think they only do it for St. Patty's Day. So if you're ever in the area, Guinness had it. No, it wasn't Guinness. It was it was actually a Red Light Red Light exclusive. Like they made it, they brewed it themselves. So I'm not sure if they'll have it again or not. But check out next year if you're for some reason listening to this in 2018. <laughs> um, thank you, first of all. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was fun. It was nice. Yeah, not a bad place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Now we just we 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 did the classic downtown move. That's right. You guys went downtown. Yeah. And it was you know it was it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. It was just the the same old stuff. Yeah. Everybody always warns you about like oh you don't want to go downtown for something like that. But it wasn't so bad. I mean it was crowded. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, but I mean you know out there downtown Orlando is always crowded. That's true. On the weekend, especially. Yeah, I've, I've never gone out there for for anything. Yeah, I mean, if you go just on a random day, it's okay. But, like, to go out, out, yeah, it's never not been crowded. Yeah. So, I don't really know what That's the difference true. there is. But, I mean, would you ever want it to be empty? You know? Right. I mean, I guess there's... You want it to be... You want it to kind of balance. Mm-hmm. You don't even want it to be too much. But not enough is, is boring. This is... Right. I don't know what to make of this right now. <laughs> the, fl- the flavor, like you can taste, like the flavor is so strong. It's ex- yeah, it's like a punch in your mouth every time. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I saw red. You like hurting us. Yeah, is what you did. That's that's what it is. I got no sense, man. Uh. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, a lot of shit's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I mean, where do we start? Where do we start? <sighs> Well, hmm. There's a there's a Power Rangers movie out. <laughs> okay. Neither of us has seen it, no. but the fact that it's not a complete disaster apparently is kind of a minor miracle. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. What's your history with the Power Rangers? Because I think it it changes in our generation. Yeah. You know, like it's one of those things like Pokemon, like. If you're even five years older or younger than us, I feel like you you don't necessarily miss it, but you don't quite catch the wave at its crest. Yeah, like I feel like we did. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. So like, it, I sometimes feel like, it only takes like a year or two. Right, because I feel like we were at the tail end of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, GI Joe, like those '80s kind of like era Transformers, like yeah. all that stuff was kind of already changing or getting out of style by the time we were of age yeah. to really enjoy it but then we picked up with Power Rangers and Pokemon and a few other things that were were happening at that time yeah so with 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 the Power Rangers I mean I fell off of that pretty pretty fucking fast yeah like I you know obviously the original cast then the movie mm-hmm. then that cast for the TV show and then that was pretty much that yeah yeah, fell fell the fuck off. Pretty much the I same know. with me too. Like, I liked it because I saw its like martial arts roots. Yeah, and like you know, Asian giant monster kind of kaiju 
history. Um, but I soon realized how silly it all was. Yeah. And kind of got off of it after a while, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... it's. I was actually talking to... I think I was talking to my mom about the, tr- the trailer. And I was like, ah, just... It just looks a little corny. And she's like, the Power Rangers are corny. Right. Like, the, the whole thing has been corny. Yeah. It's always been corny. There's no way to, to like, separate it from that. Right. So that's what, like, I was hoping from this movie was that it would fully embrace that. Because most of the trailers made it seem like it was this almost, like, DC superhero, super serious, like, we're all taking this way too seriously kind of movie. Yeah. And then some of the later trailers kind of made it seem like it had a bit more of a sense of humor, like there was more tongue-in-cheek aspects to it. Yeah. And it seems like it is more of that. It's not necessarily super serious. I mean, they, they apparently have a lot of good character development, which is interesting in a Power Rangers movie. Right. Um, so well, I, they would you know, waste their time with it. Yeah, so like, from what I've heard, it sounds like it's a good setup for something better to come in the future if people end up watching it. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I, just didn't really... Didn't didn't drag you in enough. Just yeah. Didn't pull you in. I mean, I, I when it when it first hit, it looked kind of cool. Then I saw the more recent trailers, and I'm like, nah, just, ah, just not into it. Yeah, I just can't see myself going to see that movie. I'll check it out when it comes out at some point. But yeah, I, I you know I kind of feel the same way, and I, I want to I want to kind of support it if it is good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I I just don't really feel like seeing it in the theater. No. It's not enough. There's too many other good movies out right now. Yeah. I want to see Kong still. Yeah. I uh, actually had the choice of, of watching that or The Belko Experiment. Uh-huh. And I saw The Belko Experiment. Uh-oh. And boy, howdy. <laughs> what a movie that was. Oh, boy. <laughs> this thing, good lord. <laughs> so I, if anybody has seen the trailer for it, or knows anything about the movie, or have seen it, I'll just give you the basic rundown. Um, it's got it's kind of one of those just like weird indie thrillers that just comes out every couple of years. So the premise is that they were the, this this company, this small company in Colombia, outsourcing. I guess I don't know what they're doing. It, it's vague. They don't really explain it. Mm. Um, the the Americans who work here. Uh, there's about 80 something of them the building gets locked up and then somebody comes over the PA system and is like uh, you need to kill 30 of your co-workers and if you don't do that then I will kill then we will kill 60 of you guys mm-hmm. and they don't take it seriously until people start dying and stuff then it's kind of like a you know, will they, won't they, who's going to do it, who's not going to do it kind of thing. You know, that that old bag. Yeah. And so the the premise and stuff, I think, I like, I thought, like, the reason I went to see it is I thought it was going to be, it sounded like a smart premise on the surface. Right. I was like, okay, I, 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 I could see, like, the horror thriller genre is ripe for satire. Right. It's a little, or, like, a little like Saw and, like, The Purge. Yeah. Maybe. That's what I thought I was getting into. This movie, I mean, it hit it hit the like rising action climax section of it, mm-hmm. and it was just like half an hour of some of the goriest kills <laughs> I've ever seen. Nice. I mean, it was just it it went no, it was too far. <laughs> it's too far. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was too far. Man, it was really. I mean, it was like really, really. It was just like. I guess I was going into it. With a different state of mind, like uh-huh. thinking there was going to be something different, right? Thinking it was not going to be as it ramped up really quickly. Yeah, it goes from zero to one hundred very fast. Like hmm. a guy's head explodes, and it's pretty graphic. And you're like, "Whoa, <laughs> this is way this way more than I thought it was." Do, be. do they give them like weapons? There are weapons. There's 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 weapons, but mostly it's people just finding stuff around. Okay, and and yeah. just like office equipment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It's... I mean, if you're into that sort of thing... Like, some movies, it works. Saw, I think the first two are mm-hmm. really good, and it works. Um, but those movies have, like, a point. They're trying to say something most right. of the time. This movie, I don't know if it was trying to say something, because the guy who wrote it is James Gunn. Right. So I thought, right. you know, with, with a, a talented guy like James Gunn at the helm, that 
there would be a point, and maybe I missed it. I don't know. Well, I mean, just from the outside, it seems like it'd be something about like the dog eat dog nature of the the modern workplace. Yeah, I can see that taken to the extreme, right? Because it was fucking extreme. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a bit much. So, just for the record, would I recommend it to people? Uh, If you're into just borderline pointless. Grotesque, ultraviolence. Ultraviolence. Just for the sake of ultraviolence, then yeah, go and enjoy it. Hmm. But now I haven't seen Kong. So there you go. Yeah, I had I had seen reviews for it because I was kind of excited for it too because I saw James Gunn was in there. Um, but it got like a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes, which yeah. made me kind of go, uh, maybe this one didn't Wait, work Kong? out. No, no, no. Or um, the Belko experiment. Belko experiment, yeah. And then when it came out, like, you didn't really hear much from it, so yeah, it's kind of on the fence about it, but eh. yeah, I uh, yeah, it was just on a whim. Let's watch Battle Royale again. Why? It seems pretty similar. It is, except with kids. Yeah, on an island. Yeah, yeah, but it a lot of those movies have that same kind of uh <coughs> concept. They're 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 trying to do the same thing with it. Trying to say something about society, you know, but having, you know, one against all or everyone against everyone. Like you said, the doggy dog world, doggy dog the, nature. The doggy of, dog nature. The doggy dog, the dog eat dog nature of, of the business world or society in general. Yeah. But the problem is when these movies, when they don't get the point of like the better ones. When they don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, Battle yeah. Royale succeeds because of how good it is and what right. and, and what it and what it's going for and what it's trying to say. Oh, and when it came out, it seemed like a pretty original idea, at least on, in, like, film, yeah. you know? Because there have been stories like that before, obviously, but yeah, it, this was, like, before um, The Hunger Games made it kind of popular in America, right. that theme or that idea. Right. Um, but, eh, I don't know. Yeah, go see it if if yeah if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> just if you're into that sort of thing. Mm, nah, I think I'm good. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah, but there's still there's still a couple of good movies that are out. Uh, the 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 Oscar winners are still in theaters right now because you know their movie theaters are trying to trying to uh, eat off the hype. Yeah, ride that wave. Mm-hmm. I I saw that Moonlight was on like digital streaming. Oh yeah. Yeah. Moonlight's still in the theaters. Huh. They had like two showings for it. Yeah. So it's that's still there and La La Land and all that stuff. So, ugh, excuse me, a lot of good movies, a lot of good music has come out. Mm-hmm. Um, just been a, a, a flood, really, in this first quarter. Yeah, movies, um, music, video games yeah. have all been solid. What do you think that's about? I don't just know. Just this, this, this flood of, of, of content. Uh, quality, you know, varying. It's just to distract us from inevitable death yeah <sighs> that's what it is <clears throat> so quality music has been coming out yeah I mean we just listened to those the, the, the new gorillas mm-hmm. the four the, new gorillas the, tracks that yeah, came out four tracks quality stuff I like I first heard it and I thought it was good but then I gave it like a, a day to kind of mull over and re-listening to it the next day, I like them a lot more yeah. than I did on initial listen. And they had one track that they came out with like super early, and a lot of people weren't feeling it. Mm-hmm. I still liked it, but it was kind of slow, mm-hmm. which isn't really traditionally the gorilla style. Like right. their stuff's usually more funky, sometimes more dancey, yeah, you know, or or more like hip hop, which I feel like these tracks are. Yeah, so. I like when they. I like that Damon Alburn doesn't crowd the music. You know, mm-hmm. like he'll let if 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 there's gonna be a guy like Vince Staples or MF Doom or you know Dell, Funky yeah. Homo Sapien, he'll just th- th- they own the song. Right. It's and, it's basically their song featuring. Yeah. And and I and I really like that about when he does when he does the uh, the gorilla stuff. Mm-hmm. Because he just lets them kind of run the track. <clears throat> and that's, you know, it's a good way of going about it. Because, like, 
it, it's 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 a fine line that he's tiptoeing whenever he does this. You know, like with how how much he he genre bends mm-hmm. and brings all these different people in. It's like it's a fine line because it's like eighteen tracks. Now nah, they're probably not that many, like four fourteen or fifteen tracks. Mm-hmm. But like the genres are all over the place. Yeah, and one misstep, and it's like all right, this isn't this isn't really working. You know. Yeah. Well, it's like. <laughs> You're one step away from doing rap rock, right? You know? Exactly. And it's exactly. like it, it's hard to to ride that that line. Yeah. But David Albarn seems to do it. He knows what he's doing. Damon. Damon. I said I said David. Damon. I meant Damon <laughs> Albarn. <clears throat> I just miss him so much. <laughs> Why aren't you here, damn it? Why aren't you here? Um, but yeah, like in, in these tracks, I love his like that signature lo-fi thing he does with his voice yeah on all the gorillas tracks yeah i didn't realize how much i missed it until i heard it again on these yeah so i'm, I'm really looking forward to that album that's probably one of my highest anticipated next to maybe fleet foxes mm. coming out this year <clears throat> one of the highest one of the most highly anticipated albums um that did come out was not really an album at all it was drake's more life playlist in right. quotes yeah the- what's that about I saw that and I didn't really understand it. So, I mean, you know, a lot of people from, like, various people are saying, like, you know, some people are saying he, he didn't want the burden of putting out another album, an official album. I guess Views was pretty recent. <laughs> yeah, it was only like a year ago. Barely. Yeah. Uh, so, it, it relieves him of the burden of, of, this is an official release in my discography, you know, he doesn't have to worry about that. Doesn't have to worry about you know if something like this charts, then then you know he can brag about oh man, yo I got I got mixtapes charting number one. I got albums charting number one. Oh and I got man, playlists oh, char- man. charting number one. It's like it's bullshit marketing. That's all it is. Right. Because what the fuck? It's 2017. What is a playlist? Because right. if you if you put this whole thing together. And then you release it as one full project. It's not really a playlist. You know, it's not like right. a traditional like Spotify playlist. Yeah, you, you know? didn't you didn't put together like a, a bunch of tracks into a list. Yeah. This in which like, to play. This isn't like uh you know, this is basically views B sides. And I've I've seen a lot of people actually say that it's just a better views. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people, it's hard to say though, it's hard to say. I was going to say, I feel like a lot of people really didn't like Views very much. I know I'm one of those people. I can't say how I feel about this newest album because I didn't really give it a fair shake, honestly. Um, yeah. But it seems like people like this one a little bit more than they did Views. Yeah. So, I I don't know, like... I don't know what Drake's after right now. What's he doing? <laughs> yeah, I, what's he about? Just, just, I don't know. Just maintain. Is he just coasting? Is I, he just coasting right I don't know, now? I think he's just because the stuff I hear just sounds kind of lazy and just like he's hit his like yacht rock stage. You know, like right. he's just kind of cool with with doing it, man. And, and he's and he's hit it so fast. I, I, you can't really blame him though because he's become so successful. Yeah. No, I don't. Like, what do you do? Take that. Can't take it away from him. But it's like, yeah, it it really is. He's he's really gotten to the point where it's like he's just kind of just kind of shitting stuff out. I mean, this thing is really just views B side. Yeah. And I mean, he could he could have even called it that. You know, he could have just called it B sides or like more views, more views, something. Views two, more life, and it's got to be like this whole big thing, and everyone's like, yeah, now. Dude, if I see somebody come out with another playlist, I'm going to pull my hair out. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's just so stupid. Some of these things are just so stupid. This playlist thing is stupid. It is stupid. Um, what I was going to say while I was having some trouble actually getting out that <clears throat> a lot of people thought that Views wasn't very good was yeah. because when this came out, there was another side that I feel was uh, like an even more separated vocal minority of Drake fans that were saying that this new one wasn't as good as Views. That Views was actually really good. Mm, and it's like this apologist like 
it, I, I, I tweeted something that I still hold dear right now. And it's that this entire thing reminds me of the apologists for like the Star Wars prequels that were yeah. saying they're not that bad. Yeah. Just just because. Yeah. No. They're <laughs> bad. They're still yeah. bad. They're always going to be bad. Views is always going to be bad. Yeah. Quote me. Views is a bad album. <laughs> it's bad. I mean, it's not the worst. No. It's not terrible. No. It's just bad. Yeah. I, I'd even respect people that say it's mediocre. Yeah. You know? I'd say it's just boring. Yes. Just it does nothing. Boring. It meanders. Yeah. It just it hangs out with you for a while and you're and, like, okay, and it's too go long. Go away now. It's like nineteen tracks of almost the same note. Yeah. It's like, dude, you can't do that. You can't do that to people. Songs in the key of Drake. <laughs> so yeah. Views I mean, not that good. This project not much better, and yeah, I, I I struggled to get through it just because it, it just doesn't really it just didn't really speak to me. Like, if you're hearing this, it's or if you're reading this, it's too late. I still think it's probably his best project. It's his best to me. Yeah, he's easily. He, he has the most fun. The bars are the best he's ever rapped, and you know, just the, the song idea. It just sounds like he's he's enjoying himself right. the most. You know, it's like we, none of this this sad guy. Yeah. Uh, well, and he sounds like stuff. he sounds like he has something to lose on that. Yeah, like he sounds aggressive. He sounds confident. Yeah. He sounds like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, where in a lot of these tracks and a lot of views tracks, it just he sounds like he's just kind of drifting along. Yeah. Well, we'd be Here's remiss if we didn't mention the fact that like if you're reading this was co-written, and so that's where all yeah. that controversy started. Exactly. And so you know, a lot of people say, well, you wonder why it's his best project. It it's a project that he didn't really write, <laughs> and so it's not hard to see why it's his best project. It's his empire. Mm-hmm. He didn't direct that one. Nope. And everybody credits that as the best one, but he didn't. He oh, wasn't at the helm of it. Drake is Star Wars. <laughs> oh man, what what part of his career is he at? The prequels? Yeah, well, he has to be. Yeah, yeah. Right now, yeah, just phoning it in. Yeah, just this, phoning it uh, in. I think this is Attack of the Clones. Yeah, and it's just you know his his fan base is the same as like the J Cole fan base or like the Logic fan base where you know I I like Logic, I like J Cole, mm. uh, you know, I just think that they're both overrated. Right. Uh, sorry, I know some people are gonna be mad at me about that. Yeah. The Logic thing, but remember they, Hobson? Yeah, another one. Just cornball. Yeah, cornball. And, and 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 they build these cult followings and you can't have discussions with them and the Drake fans are the same you can't discuss his stuff with them for the most part they just can't hear the arguments like if you have a rapper such as like J. Cole for instance who if you can go on Reddit and find a list of his worst bars throughout his whole career and he's got like over 70 of them (laughs) he's got a lot yeah that's an issue Right, but you can't you can't talk to people about that stuff. They tell they'll they'll try to bring up like, well, yeah, well, Kendrick Kendrick he has some corny lines too, and it's like, yeah, maybe, but it's a fraction right. of what you know J Cole's getting away with, or what Drake is getting away with. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just it's it's not the same. Right, it's not it, the same. Actually, I'm glad that you brought up Kendrick because I've seen that argument before, and that's actually made me that's given me pause. Because I've I've gone back and I've listened to some some tracks, some Kendrick tracks. I've seen the bars that people have specific issues with, or the songs that people are like, "Oh, he's not really saying anything here." Mm-hmm. For the most part, I disagree, and I feel like he also gets a pass for all of the great albums that he's made. Yeah. But at the same time, like I can't help but feel, in some strange way, like there there's a lot of similarities with the way that I feel about Kendrick Lamar's music, right, would give him the benefit of the doubt with something that would otherwise be corny by somebody else. Mm. So I don't want to come off as, like, extra judgmental for somebody that really likes Drake or really likes J. Cole. Yeah. Because maybe to them that's how they feel about him, too. Yeah. But for me, like, there's no comparison (sighs) on who's the better rapper between those two. 
And and but but see that's the thing. There there's a big argument over who's who's better. There's a lot of people who think J. Cole is the best rapper in the game right now and that like no one's touching him. Right. And it's like are we listening to the same music? <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to keep uh, going back to shitting on J. Cole. Because <laughs> every time we talk about music, like somehow I wrap it back around to J. Cole on sucks. J. Cole. He's so bad. I'm still still an open invitation on anyone who wants to come on this podcast and debate that with me. Open invitation. All right. But, you know, the, the, the fan base is what's worse than the rappers themselves. Is not being able to, to to have these discussions with people. So if you tell me that More Life is like the best album of the year, it's like I just can't have a a real music discussion with you. <laughs> I just can't. There's just no way that you can convince me that that is. I mean, and 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 we can't even have that discussion anyway. It's only March. Right. Right. We can't have a the, a best album of the year discussion. Best but- album so far. I mean, even that is kind of hard because it's like not that many albums have come out. We're talking about maybe a top five, top ten at best. And that's it's the same thing. And again, this is all because we're being flushed with all this media right now. Mm-hmm. Same things happening in the video game industry too. There have been so many games out that people love. Yeah. From Zelda to uh, Horizon. Yeah. Etc. Etc. Mass Effect just dropped. Mass Effect. Yeah. That, I mean, right. that's not getting great praise right now, but. Yeah. Even so, there have been tons of games that people are calling like game of the year contender. Yeah. Already, we're three months in. Yeah. Everybody relax. Yeah, it's like people just they they love the hyperbole. They love to just immediately go to goat status. We're, we're ending the first quarter of the year. Mm-hmm. Give relax. it some time. Relax a bit. Can we get to can we get to six or seven months? Breathe. And then start talking about best of anything right. so far. Or do we have to like meet like like? It just came out. A lot of stuff has just come out. And we're already like trying to compare them against each it's other. It's the best. It's like, come on, man. Just let it breathe a little bit. Chill, man. Chill. Breathe, bro. We actually should do that, though. What's that? Um, About at the mid-year point, we should probably look back at all the stuff that we've enjoyed. Yeah. And make like a, like a best, best of so the far. year so far. Yeah. And then kind of build on that for the actual best of the year yeah that we usually give out yeah we're definitely missing opportunities for like best of lists yeah where we could sit down and just like discuss them we're just like we're media gluttons I feel like we should really take advantage of that mm-hmm. you know yeah just kind of letting these things get biased yeah that's just more stuff to add to the website well, there you go his best of list and my best of list yeah and Davey's best yeah. of list yeah 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 Insanity. <laughs> I feel mm. spicy. Got anything left? Well, I think we should talk about the the Colin Moriarty thing. Okay, a little bit, I guess, because it, it pertains to us. I think personally, I think we have a oh, personal stake in it. We've we've had this conversation on our own podcast before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, you're right. Um, okay, so for people that aren't super into podcasts or like the video game industry and all that type of stuff. Uh, sit back, relax. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a couple of guys, or four guys actually from IGN.com, one of the biggest websites about video games and entertainment. Uh, they decided to leave IGN a couple of years ago to start their own thing, which was basically a podcast slash YouTube channel uh, where they would talk about video games and movies and kind of, you know, basically the same stuff that we talk about here. Um so they've been doing that successfully for a couple of years now, and uh, they have a huge following because a lot of people followed them from I- the IGN days, and you know, got to here where they're you know now doing their own thing that's all crowdfunded, and uh, yeah, they're, they've been pretty successful. However, their entire uh, sort of persona is on positivity. Uh, their their entire thing is called kind of funny, and it has like a little smirky smiley face as their logo. So they're all about positivity on the internet, which they feel doesn't have enough of a say on the internet, because obviously there's a bunch of people trying to tear each other down online. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the... We, we've actually had this conversation on the podcast, too, about how in every, you know, every comments thread and every board, there's always trolls, there's always this negativity, and et cetera, et cetera. So they were trying to really combat that. Right. 
One of their uh, founders, one of their co-founders, Colin Moriarty, uh, again from IGN.com, he's known as being like an outspoken conservative uh, and just kind of speaking his mind on things that I, I feel like the other guys wouldn't necessarily do. Uh, he's kind of our our David, maybe. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sort of the controversial figure from time to time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people liked him for that. That's That was his persona. That's what he was known to do. So he was kind of their edge. And uh, recently, he got into a lot of trouble, uh, some would say by the PC police, because he put up a tweet that was a joke that a lot of people found in bad taste. Yeah. So it was uh, National Women's Day, or no, International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. And for that, uh, you know, this hashtag was uh, trending called uh, A Day Without Women. Yeah, because it was part of the protest. They, uh, right. A lot of people didn't go, a lot of women didn't go to work as, as a protest. Right. So uh, what Colin ended up putting up was, ah, peace and quiet. Hashtag A Day Without Women. I mean, take take that how you want to take right. it. Right, it's it's like it's clearly a joke, not a great one. It's still a joke. It's kind of a dad joke, mm-hmm. but people went crazy over it. Yeah, like tried to attack him over this joke. Yeah, and he he spent probably the the next day and a half trying to defend himself. On and off, because again, I I get the feeling that you know, just having been a fan for a while, he was probably like a oh, fuck, fuck it, doesn't matter, whatever. He says that like his his girlfriend saw the joke and was like, "There's no problem with this joke. It's fine. It's funny," mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so a, like a day a day passes, this shitstorm is still going on on Twitter, and of course it's leaking into the kind of funny entire community because. It's the internet still, you right. know? So eventually, um, the other kind of funny co-founder, Greg Miller, ends up posting this PR like press release, basically, that explains that this is not the stance of kind of funny. Um, you know, we, we don't agree with the, the joke. We think that it was in bad taste. Now, obviously, I'm paraphrasing. If you really want to see the actual thing, go on Greg Miller's... Twitter should still be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, he was saying, like, as a company, we, we don't agree with Colin's tweet. Uh, we wish that he would think more before he tweets. This does not reflect how we feel as a company about women, etc., etc. So basically, like, apologizing for him and uh, kind of distancing themselves from him, which a lot of other people within that community saw as a, like... <clears throat> A slap to the face mm-hmm. for somebody that uh, is a, a very close friend to Greg Miller, and they're, they're apparently actually like roommates and stuff. Yeah, which you know I couldn't help but think about like what would happen if me, you, and David had a situation like that. Yeah, and, and David said something online that got us all kind of in the hot seat. Like, how would we react to that? And you know. I can't speak for what happened in that situation, but I want to think that we would handle it differently than the way it ended up there. I, I mean, I could just, I mean, without any jest, like, there's no way that I would, like, I, no, that, that stays in-house. Why wouldn't we have a conversation about that yeah. first? No, there's no way you just, you just post a press release without talking to, no, that's... And I mean, like, maybe they did. You have to imagine they did have a they, conversation. I really hope that they did. But maybe they just couldn't come to terms, and they're just like, you know what, fuck it, it's over. I just, I mean, it would have to be something that, like, I mean, it would have to be really, really bad. Right. You know? Like, you would think that that they would already would have established that their sensibilities weren't the same, that they didn't align. Right. And that, like, something like that shouldn't have been the straw that breaks the camel's back. Mm-hmm. You know, they they should have been past that at that point. So. Right. 
if he posts something like that, you have to you have to believe that they uh, that they know that that's part of his character, that's part of the the charm, right? That's part of like what makes him who he is. Yeah, and, and, and that's they, what he brings to the table. They had to have known that because they've been friends with him for years, right? And coworkers, they they've seen this guy every single day of their their like professional lives right. while at this company, and, and that that joke has to be. I mean, that joke is like right in his wheelhouse, right? So it's like, I mean, I, I just. It bothers me because it, it 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 makes me think like like what, they probably saw the tweet and thought nothing of it until un- the controversy, right? And then they were like, "Ah, oh, fuck, we got to get ahead of this." Right, we have to do something now. Yeah. So, I mean, like, mind you, I saw some of the replies, and yeah, a lot of people were being really nasty about it and being like, you know, sexist. And it's the internet; like, you have to expect people to be that way. I suppose it's yeah. not great, and obviously, it's going. Completely against their their uh, entire mission as a company, yeah, uh, which sucks. But at the same time, to I'm like I, I I hate to do this because we're not like we're not them. We're not behind the scenes to to hear these conversations out. So I don't want to like assume things. But it just it sucks to see that. Yeah, because especially me having listened to them for ever since they were back in IGN, like. To think that a friendship wouldn't kind of solve this issue, yeah. you know, like just have a, a one-on-one and be able to figure it out before you have to go to that extreme and have this full-on press release right. that outs your friend and distances your company from him. Like, he didn't say anything that bad. Like, that's... it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even if you don't... Even if you agree... Even if you think that the joke went too far, I mean, it wasn't like... I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't that. Like, obviously, the time, like the timing, is bad. But the timing isn't. That's the, the that's joke. the joke, right? That's so, the joke. Uh, it's kind of like it's a double-edged sword. It's like, you know, that was the point of it, but that's the reason it was so bad. Right. Now, people from the other side of this argument that are, you know, more of the, I'd say, more of the liberal side of this, because they live in San Francisco. You know, they're very progressive. And you know things like that, yeah. uh, traits that I feel like we share too. Um, but the argument is that him doing that joke enabled the true sexists and you know the the people that actually have these hateful views of liberal people in yeah. general. So that includes like gay people and uh, immigrants and all this other stuff. That sort of like stirred the horn uh, the uh, hornet's nest. To get all these people to come out of the woodwork and feel like they're enabled and empowered to say what they want like that. Right. You know? But people are going to come from every corner of the internet at any point. It's not like... It's not like Colin Moriarty is like this this, this tastemaker, this this mover and shaker that's like... You know, if, if some billionaire or like some like influential person did something like this, I could see... Mm-hmm. I could see that argument, but... You know him in his corner of the internet, where the rest of 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 these trolls dwell. Right. I, I just don't see why it's it's that it's so like the argument that it empowers people. It's like, yeah, but they don't need to go to Colin Moriarty. There's plenty of places to get that. That's YouTube true. is full of it now. Her president. It's everywhere. Her, her yeah. president. Her president. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so oh it's like, God, a president. Do you? I mean, do you? Are you? Are we really looking at a guy who like a a semi comedian on a podcast? Not e- not even like he's he's an internet personality basically right and I like I'm not saying that to down him obviously I'm I'm just like I'm saying that as a fan like that he has a niche that he speaks to yeah and you, you know you're completely right like he's not a tastemaker in that larger scale but within that community of like gamers and you know fans of like internet culture I feel like he is yeah you know like he he's definitely gotten a name for himself and. Actually, to continue the story a little bit, after this entire thing happened, the day after that, he announced his resignation from Kind of Funny. Mm. So this company that he helped build, he's completely, you know, sold his his stock off and moved on. So now he's a completely solo dude on the internet, now focused on talking about uh, history and politics. Yeah. 
which I, I feel like is his sort of natural progression from here, because he's like, well, I've kind of done all I can in video games now, so let me talk about the thing that I'm more passionate about. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense to me. <clears throat> um, so he's launched a new, like, Patreon, he's starting a new YouTube channel and all this stuff on his own. And, um, I mean, he's off to a good start, because he's he was just on Joe Rogan. Yeah. So, that's pretty huge. Uh, just talking about that situation, and yeah. then... Um, he was on like the Glenn Beck podcast, so like he's he's getting in there with the the political uh, commentators, yeah. Which I feel is cool to see from a guy that I've listened to like PlayStation news for for the past ten years or so. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know where I really stand on this, but I I feel like it's a larger issue after seeing everything from Iron Fist to. Was oh, it Ghost in the Shell? Getting all this backlash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there. I mean, at least there is an argument there. You know, a lot of the stuff now just doesn't. Just the whole. Like, what is the what's the end game of somebody who wants to censor a joke like that, or to censor jokes? Period. To censor stand-up comedians and to say like, you can't make those kinds of jokes anymore. What kind of jokes can you make? What what can we laugh about? What can we talk about? What's what's the goal? What are we right. trying to get? What what place are we trying to get to? I I think it's all in the effort of trying to not hurt people. Yeah. But part of comedy is pain. I feel right. A big part of comedy is pain, and realizing that there are injustices, and there are soft spots in our society. And highlighting those things makes us uncomfortable, but also sheds a light on that issue. Yeah. If we can't observe this issue and maybe even make light of it, then these things are never going to be served, you know? Right. It's just going to be something that we sweep under the table. You know, like, in the 50s, they knew there were gay people, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, gay people have been a thing forever. It's not a new thing. Right. But back then, you couldn't be gay. So people would know that their neighbor was gay, but couldn't acknowledge it ever. Right. You know? So it's like, would we, we rather live in a society that's don't ask, don't tell? Or would we, we rather approach these things and get through this awkward phase of it being like, I don't know about transgender people. Let me make this joke about it. And we can all laugh together until it becomes normalized. And right. it's like, it's something like anything else. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the strength of comedy and being funny. Is like, though, comedians make those hard conversations easier to have, right? And and making light of a situation, not you know, not taking it, not 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 taking it seriously, but making light of it mm-hmm. makes it easier to talk about, right? And I think that 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 goes along with you know any any situation talking about now like we're trying to be more progressive and all this stuff so talking about transgender people gay people race mm-hmm. uh, women's rights all of these things I think you know they, they, they shouldn't be hard conversations to begin with really right you know they, we should be able to just have these conversations and, and be able to be nuanced about it like I think there's enough education and there's enough we're in the information era mm-hmm I think there's enough out there that we shouldn't even be having these discussions in the first place. But that's neither here nor there. If we're still going to have them, then at least we should be able to laugh at ourselves and and, and come to right. some kind of understanding. Yeah, and it mind you, like this is why like PewDiePie, like we talked about before, and um, other other people that aren't practiced comedians have trouble with this. Yeah. Is because it takes skill to do that tactfully. And to do it respectfully. Right, right. You know, like you have to know what you're doing. Right. It's not, like, I'm not I'm not trying to advocate for people just using hate speech and saying, haha, it's a joke, bro. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and I think that, that that's clearest, that's clearly demonstrated by what you just said, PewDiePie. Let's say, let's, let's like, PewDiePie versus Dave Chappelle's new stand-up specials. Mm-hmm. Like we, we talked about uh, earlier off the podcast. Like, obviously, okay, PewDiePie is a internet... Celebrity. He's not a stand-up comedian. He's not somebody who's honed his craft for you know twenty years. But that's just it. That's exactly the point. 
Yep. Dave Chappelle is a man who has honed his craft for two decades, mm-hmm. who understands the nuance of a joke, who understands that you can't just walk out and say death to Jews. Bing, bang, boom. Rim shot. It's funny. Like, he, he understands that. Right. And a guy like PewDiePie doesn't. And yep. that's the biggest difference. If you get a guy who understands what they're doing and they make a joke and and everyone laughs but everyone can kind of come to an understanding on that thing versus just like, it's funny, bro. It's just a joke. Like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. Right. You can't. You can't, and I think that's that's the problem. Is a lot of people who are on the side of, you know, can't, comedians should be able to say whatever they want. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. They need to be skilled at it. You can't right. just walk out and say I'm a comedian, and then say whatever the hell that you want, and then and then fall on that as your argument or as your defense is like, well, I'm a comedian, so I get to say whatever I want. No, no, that's not how that works. Right. And that's I think that's the problem is. If we go on this, our, our podcast, for instance, and that's why I say we have a personal stake in this, is because we're out here putting our opinions out there. And if somebody doesn't like it, they can respond and say, you know, that you shouldn't say stuff like that. And we have to be able to defend ourselves. Right. If this is going to be an entertainment podcast, you know, there has to be there has to be some sort of nuance. We have to be able. I think we should still be able to say the things that we want to say as long as there's a point to it, as long as right. there's a reason, and as right. long as there's some kind of education there. Right. And I feel like we're not genuinely like ignorant or hateful people. So I trust that we n- none of us would say something out of complete hate for somebody. Yeah. You know, like that's just not who we are as people. So that helps too. Yeah. You know, knowing that what we're saying isn't ever going to come out of a genuine place of of hate. But at the same time, you know, people make mistakes. You know, I've, I know I've said some stuff that can probably be taken the wrong way. Yeah, maybe. And, um, you know, you grow, you grow and mature as a person and as a, using air quotes, entertainer. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I'm totally fine with people pushing the edge and sometimes getting it wrong. Uh, as long as they get better. <laughs> right. You know? Right. So, just... Don't go there if you're not ready to go there. Right. You push that edge, but do so tactfully. And yeah. and and if and if you're thinking about doing something, if you think about pushing the envelope and being controversial, just know that your defense of I'm a comedian, it's funny, or it's just a prank, or yeah. it's just a joke, that ain't good enough. No. So just just know that. If you're gonna if you're gonna go there, if you're gonna push the envelope, if you're gonna court some controversy, fine, because the best artists do that. Right. But you have to realize that it's just a joke, is not good enough. No, you gotta pay your dues. Yeah. You gotta do your time yeah. before. Like the the best advice that I ever got was that you have to know the rules before you break them. Right. Yeah. So you got you gotta learn your craft. You gotta do the boring shit. You yeah. gotta you gotta get fine tuned, and then you start experimenting. Then you start playing jazz. Yeah, right. You gotta learn your chords first, though. Exactly. I think that's a good place to cap this baby off. Probably. Um, I'm just gonna get more incoherent from here. <laughs> oh shit! Oh fuck! Oh, I'm already. <laughs> we didn't talk about titties though, so. Well, you just did, Marco. Damn! Thought we'd go a whole hour without it. <laughs> Uh, this is from the Weibacher Brewing Company. The Sin Sanity. It's a barley wine ale. Barley wine. Bourbon barrels with cinnamon. 13.3 ABV. Obesius, what did you think, sir? It's a lot of flavor. It's a lot of flavor. It's a whole lot of flavor. And a lot of alcohol. Um, you know, I... the <laughs> This is going to sound funny. The more I drank it, the more I liked it. <laughs> Um, but seriously, uh, the flavor was really tough to uh, swallow down at first. But mm. you know, now it's I'm getting more of the nuanced tones of like the the bourbon. Yeah, I can definitely taste the bourbon now, as opposed to just the cinnamon, which immediately hit me in the mouth. Yeah, um, which I like. I really like that bourbon flavor. I think it is a little too strong on the cinnamon still. Yeah, but it with a name like Sinsanity, like. That's what you get. That's what you're buying your ticket for. Yeah. Um, so if you're not opposed to very strong cinnamon flavor, I'm definitely recommending this to you. 
Uh, I'd probably give it a 4.5. All right. 4.5. I liked it. Definitely not a daily drinker. No. Um, it's... I think I might recommend this for uh, winter beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice and warm. Uh, I would, I would go with a four. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, for 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 mostly the same reasons. Just I think the flavor is a bit, bit much. It kind of knocks it down a little bit. But that's what you get with these higher ABV ones that try to be flavorful at the same time. Is you're getting a a real real deck to the face. Yeah. You got to cover the alcohol flavor with. Yeah other things yeah and so gets four for me okay so this has been the one bear podcast my name is Marco Duco for Adam Obesis Rodriguez yeah boy and sports drunk guy Dave yep not nailed here, it but he's always here in spirit mm. thank you guys for listening drink delicious beer and have a beautiful evening yabba dabba doo